Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Chats with Children. I hope you're safe and well. As we are now into December, it's time to launch my Reflections and Forecast series 2022-2023, where I sit down with senior executives across life, life science, pharma and biopharma to learn more about their thoughts on the last 12 months and also look ahead to see what their thoughts and predictions are for 2023 and i'm delighted today to join my first guest of the series who's carsten press who's senior vp at key account management supply chain and marketing at Veta pharma to get his thoughts on 2022 and also look ahead to 2023 so first of all carsten it's lovely to meet you how are you i'm fine sorry thanks for having me looking forward to a constructive and nice interview well, it's lovely to meet you. Thank you for being the first person to take part in the series. Um, my first question to you, though, for people who are not familiar with yourself or Veta Pharma, is to ask you, can you give us a very quick overview of your role at Veta Pharma and your own background? Yeah, I'm here responsible within Veta Pharma for the global um, um, sales organization that consists of the global key account management team and the new business development team. Uh, also, the um, product and service management team and marketing. And I'm also responsible with FETA for the global end-to-end -end supply chain, which is mainly about our capacity planning and uh, sales and operations planning um, process. Yeah, well, a supply chain is such a buzzword over the last 24 months or so, isn't it? Uh, and for people, again, for people not familiar who Veta Pharma are and what you do, could you give me a quick overview of Veta Pharma as well? Yeah. Of course, um, Feta Pharma is a family-owned CDMO. Uh, we have we are in the business for more than seventy years, and uh, forty years of it, um, we have we have experience uh, in aseptic manufacturing. Uh, company is headquartered here in Ravensburg in Germany, southwest of Germany. Um, family-owned company, uh, independent CDMO. So it means we have no own products. Yeah, we purely custom oriented. Um, we have facilities in Germany, Austria, and United States. The company currently have uh, 5,700 uh, employees. Um, we do uh, a variety of services uh, from early stage uh, development, clinical manufacturing to commercial supply. Yeah and the numerous of uh, packaging options um, uh, for injectables. Yeah. So um, we are focused on aseptic manufacturing of pre-filled syringes, uh, cartridges and vials. And um, yeah, um, and we, we give sustainability a big focus these days. Um, and the company is uh, carbon neutral since 2021. Quite an important information for us. Yeah, well, that is important. Or maybe we'll touch on that a little bit later as well. Yeah. Um, so looking back in the last 12 months, my first question to you regarding 2022 is, how would you describe the year in one word and why? Good question. Um, I would describe it as uh, volatile, uh, very difficult to predict. Um, we are in the post-COVID situation. In 2022, we see the Russian-Ukraine uh, conflict. Uh, we see an energy crisis. And uh, I, I would say the result is is supply chain insecurity and that uh, we have to deal with. Right, okay. Now, you mentioned um, obviously COVID and the pandemic. So how has the business changed since the pandemic? Well, um, 
it changed it changed a lot. And nevertheless, we kept our mission to supply our customers and patients with drug products um, worldwide. Yeah, and we uh, want to serve still want to serve the the patients, and uh, we we all serve. Uh, however, we see um, um, in a better reputation, increased reputation of the pharmaceutical and biotech companies uh, with reference to the uh, vaccine supply. Sure. Uh, the industry was able to do so and, and many other reasons. Um, what else? What else? Um, I would say the employee health became more important. Sure. Uh, taking care that our employees are protected and can continue uh, serving for customers and, and patients. Yeah, and uh, what came also on the table was the, the ability to work um, in hybrid forms uh, uh, from, from home or from, from mobile places, from other places uh, than our offices. And we had to prepare for this very quickly. Sure. In a nutshell. And, and moving on from that, looking back in the last 12 months or so, what have been some of the key achievements from Better's point of view? I mean, what have been some of your key successes this year? Um, very important for us has been um, the uh, the start of our new facility in Austria. You may have heard that we um, um, acquired and prepared a, a new development service site um, for our uh, strong demand we see in this field. So we could start with it and it's now uh, up and running um, with all what belongs to it. Um, another uh, important step for us was the um, uh, the alliance we started with Renschler together. We call right. it um, Expert Alliance. It's um, another um, partner here in this area regarding uh, biotech industry. Um, what 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 also needs to be mentioned at this place at this point is our sustainability report. Sure, we uh, we, we published it. Uh, and uh, it's, it has a lot of um, informative content, uh, very important content, and we uh, it, it's, it remains a very very important part of our of our business. We do. And what are, you mentioned the sustainability report. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the key highlights or findings of that report? Um, first of all, again, this uh, we are a CO2 neutral company since since a while. That's the most important thing in it. We have um, several of our facilities here uh, equipped to uh, to support this, and we we handle it as a holistic field and uh, look for uh, every single piece which makes it a, um, a complete part uh, to uh, to achieve the highest level possible. Right. Okay. And this really follows on, I think, from what you just said about sustainability. Looking back, what industry trends have really stood out for you? Um, so it's, it became more or less um, unexpectedly uh, a difficult and challenging environment we were in. Um, and I think this is valid for many sectors of the industry. With regards to to energy supply and the, um, the 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 cost linked to it, the labor market became more uh, more difficult, and material supply uh, these three three cornerstones uh, are very very challenging for us. Um, in general, the, uh, with a look to the global pipeline, we see there's a strong still a strong growth in parentals. Um, we see by 2026 more than one trillion dollar. 
in, in this field. Uh, so we have to be prepared for, for this growth. Um, we see uh, um, complex oncology products as a, one of the major drivers in this field of, of, uh, of business. And, uh, and also the sales of rare diseases still on track with double digit growth. And this is also part of um, the preparation we do for the industry developments. Right. Well, and one question which came into my head when you're talking about you being a CDMO is have you seen the role of the CDMO change over the last few years? Because I was at Bio this year and I was seeing how it was a CMO, CDO, and they're all being called different things. And then there's CDMROs or whatever you want to call it. And the things are changing all the time. So as a business, which has obviously historically been in that space, mm -hmm. have you seen the role of the business and what's been expected from you as a CDMO change over the years? So there's there's a strong change, yeah? as, as always, but these times um, even stronger than in the years before. So due to the, uh, the trends I, I summarized for 2022, we see um, a big ask to uh, CDMOs to answer the strong demand for uh, say technically high sophisticated manufacturing support. And we have right. to prepare for those complex um, um, uh, molecules. Um, also, as a company, we have to find answers and to, to prepare for other trends like the multiple cell and gene therapy um, uh, therapies, DNA-based, um, uh, they they made the leap from the um, from the scientific innovation. I would say throughout the uh, groundbreaking medications, and we this becomes more and more real, and uh, will be part of our our business uh, tomorrow. And and another big uh, big impact we see is in the area of digitalization. So we have to make our homework. We did a lot already. And there's a lot of uh, in front of us, especially if it comes to artificial intelligence and um, and um, ma ma machine learning, things like this. All this is part of uh, of uh, our setup for tomorrow. Automation and robotics is another piece of it. We have to gain um, these uh, solutions, uh, always customer and patient in mind. Fantastic. Right. And my final question relating to 2022 is, uh, are there any areas that you think the industry could improve upon or could have done better in 2022? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I would touch again the topic of sustainability. Yeah, uh, The industry has a massive uh, carbon footprint and we have to... Um, uh, this has even bigger grown than the automotive industry and uh, we have to... Uh, there's, there's a need for, for a cultural environmental uh, consciousness yeah, by seeking... Um, and new ways to balance the, the um, economic performance. We all look for social responsibility and uh, ecological uh, impact, I would say. This is the, 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 the field I would say the industry could improve uh, the most. And, 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 do you, and what do you think has driven pharma to have such a large carbon footprint? Is it the fact that single use, for example, is being used more or what's been driving that growth in the carbon footprint? Yep, this is um, uh, single use is one uh, one big term in it, but also uh, mainly uh, concentrating on the on the yeah on the supply. You know, um, whatever it costs, that's uh, that's that's the um, the way of thinking, and this has to be more balanced. And we have to add more arguments and criteria to 
continue on one hand with the supply uh, for, for patients, uh, no doubt about that, but other arguments came into the field. Right, okay. Yeah. Now, let's look ahead now to next year. It was obviously 2023 is fast approaching. It's scary how quickly time flies uh, when you're busy. Um, so what are your predictions for the sort of life science pharma sector in general for 2023? So what we see on our end is uh, interesting uh, development from, we say, a single blockbuster uh, type of business towards a, a, let me call it a coexistence of, uh, of those uh, blockbusters and also small batch size uh, business. As a CDMO, we, uh, we are prepared for both. You know, uh, we have to manage the, both at the same time. And uh, this is complex. Um, this is part of the um, invests we do and the preparation we do to, for a better fit uh, for tomorrow. Yeah? And uh, as I said, post-COVID, we have to still managed the uh, remaining and uh, existing challenges. And this is uh, uh, security of supply by managing, uh, again, labor, the labor part, the energy part, the cost part, uh, in, uh, in especially, which uh, crashed in, into our financials a lot. Uh, we have to uh, still have a look at it and talk with our partners how we can uh, go on here. Right. And, and from a sort of specific look at pharma manufacturing, uh, what developments and trends do you expect to see there? Uh, I would say we have to pre prepare for even more flexibility. We hear this uh, uh, again and again, that we have to be flexible. This is also a complex part, being flexible, yeah? a lot yeah. of detail that has to be discussed. However, what is flexibility about? It, uh, we have we talk about a, a broader range of formats, um, uh, packaging and devices from our end, uh, but also um, the, the right way of agreements. What exactly is needed uh, from our partners to be to call it flexible? Every everyone has a different uh, definition. Uh, this has to uh, come in, in place. What we see is uh, um, a long-term outlook for more and more of our clients. Uh, defining with us how the uh, collaboration looks like, what type of capacity is needed, what, uh, how much of the capacity should be reserved, and what should be, uh, should be contractually agreed on, yeah, for, for example. Uh, another important point is uh, time to market from our end. We see it becomes more and more relevant how fast we are, how much speed we have uh, going towards the market, towards launches and commercialization. It plays a big role in our company and uh, the, the uh, uninterrupted trend to digitalization is uh, something we, we have on our agenda. We have to do it uh, to keep an increase in efficiency in, in a growing market um, and growing business uh, and environment we are in. And this is, <clears throat> I would say, the top three I mentioned. Yeah. Right. And one question I would ask you, because obviously from your own background in terms of supply management, is you talked about security of supply chain. Um, so without giving any secrets away, of course, uh, but how do you make sure that you maintain that security of supply chain these days? And also couple that with sustainability, because obviously prior to the pandemic, everyone was looking to China, India, for a lot of their uh, elements that they make up for the drugs and so on. Obviously during the pandemic, that became a bigger issue and I know a lot of companies and even countries 
are now looking to have more local supplies as much as possible yes. that's not always possible for everything that you need so how have you as a business tried to secure that supply chain uh, this is a very good question and it, uh, it's, uh, it has a broad uh, has a, a big place in our um, in our strategy in our day to day business. First of all, I would like to mention that um, during the pandemic and also up to now, um, there was not a single interruption in our supply chain towards our patients. This is uh, um, a big statement after all what we um, experienced uh, experienced in the in the last uh, months and years. And uh, the security of supply is, uh, is a complex field. I only can mention some examples. Oh. Yeah. And um, we, so we, we take it as a holistic approach. We look into every corner to, to make it happen. And um, let me take the field of material. Uh, we, um, we experience uh, shortages and bottlenecks in, in, uh, in, in some important materials we need for production. Here, we have to uh, step forward in becoming more independent uh, from one country or from even one, uh, one supplier. So multi-source is the keyword. Yeah? Also from the continent perspective or the country perspective, we, we made our experience as many other people did. And um, at the same time, we have to uh, manage with uh, strong, strongly forward-looking the right number and uh, quality of people and talents on board with our company. This has to be organized accordingly. We do so, and therefore we could uh, so far manage this difficult field uh, in, in, the, in the last time. Uh, it's, it's ongoing, but we have to. And um, yeah, at the same time, we have to keep a deep relationship with our partners from the supplier side and the customer side uh, to uh, partner uh be very open together and identify the fields we 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 could have bottlenecks and start very early working on them removing them and make it uh keep it up and running yeah. in a nutshell <laughs> very big nut <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing you also mentioned a bit earlier when we we're talking about um 2022 developments from veterans point of view is obviously your alliance with Rentschler, for example so one uh, uh what what does that alliance actually mean uh because you just mentioned it so if you could talk a little bit more but also do you think collaboration between organizations is going to be the way forward within this space because i know from my own experience talking to other companies as well you suddenly found a lot more partners partnerships with different companies you wouldn't have otherwise thought they would be working together whether um, downstream or upstream you've seen a bit more collaboration with different organizations yeah. do you see how do you see that developing in 2023 so to answer your question clearly there's a clear yes yeah it's um, this is a, a clear trend and we see a big advantage in it you cannot do everything on your own um with example of feta pharma we are expert in, in in what we do yeah we are um, we, we concentrate on aseptic filling um our services around and um uh, packaging uh, and, and um, assembly solutions. But um, if it comes to other um, industry parts uh, in the value chain, for example, drug substance um, um, production, this is not the field we are, we are the, the biggest expert in. So, but from our customer perspective, it makes sense that we uh, work together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, the idea in mind is 
to make it as much as possible easy for our clients to deal with us sure. from the day-to-day -day perspective. And uh, it makes sense to sit together with also with external partners in the value chain and, uh, and think about what can we do better to make it easier for our clients to, um, to do business with us. And this is the major, major idea behind uh, it goes towards um, um, projects we, we work on, um, we, we acquire together uh, up to the documents we use and the, um, the ph pharmaceutical environment we work in together. This is one, one example. Yeah. So clear, yes, yeah. And, and also on the, on, the, on the other side, uh, downstream, uh, clear, yes, we, we, we do this. Fine. And in terms of the Rentschler Alliance, how is that going to work? Uh, pretty good. Um, you know, the, both companies are located uh, close to each other, both here, here in the southwest of Germany. Uh, both companies are family-owned. Um, so you see the, the structure of the companies, the, the intention to, to serve customers and patients is absolutely the same. Uh, and um, there's a, a very good understanding about the needs, the unmet needs. And uh, this works out very, very well. Um, between the, the management teams, the people that work together, it feels very close. But uh, it, uh, both companies will be kept separately. That's also very important to know. Yeah. There are no plans to, to merge the company or so, things like this. It's a clear um, condition in this alliance. Right. And that leads nicely to my next question is, what can we expect from Veta Farmer in 2023? <laughs> yeah, let's let's have an outlook uh, for 2023. It's it's coming shortly uh, in in a few weeks. Um, so we will continue our efforts in um, in sustainable growth. Yeah. So um, we we go on um, and do not compromise in, in our quality and our security of supply. This is number one. Yeah. Whatever happens, um, all the teams team members here work on this. Um, Furthermore, we continue our strong investment plan. Uh, we have a, um, a, a very big uh, investment plan already ongoing since a few years, and we have uh, several years in front of us to, to expand our capacities, uh, meeting our demands. It's in the areas of development service, um, aseptic filling, visual inspection, and uh, also packaging uh, departments and, uh, and uh, sites and in order to simply meet the, the market demand. Yeah. And also this will go, these plant expansions will also go hand in hand with the um, optimization of the infrastructure across our sites, the existing infrastructure to keep it um, the state of the art and to the high uh, uh, levels and quality levels we are used to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, finally, and I'll let you go because I know you're a busy man, is uh, what last thoughts or comments would you like to leave viewers uh, for 2023? Um, yeah, uh, very uh, difficult to predict, but we have a plan, you know. Um, so I would say despite the unfortunate uh, events yeah, uh, affecting uh, our world with all the crisis and, and the war we see, um, we, we remain confident here as a management team that we can, t can continue uh, all our efforts to secure the security of supply uh, the supply of, uh, of life-saving um, um, medicines, uh, medications uh, for our patients worldwide. This is the most important focus we have and we keep. Fantastic. Well, look, Carsten, I appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me. It's been really interesting. And thank you for answering all the questions 
openly and honestly i really appreciate that uh, i wish you and the business and all your loved ones a fantastic end to 2022 and hope you have a fantastic holiday season and obviously a fantastic start to 2023 as well so thank you very much for your time for taking part in this season's reflections of broadcasts yeah thank you very much and i can echo this same to you and same to all people listening and watching um have great holidays um uh, some quiet days over the year and have a, a <laughs> successful start in 2023 thank you very much guys well there you go viewers i hope you found that interesting i certainly did i learned a lot more about the security supply chain and various other things from Carsten today so if you'd like to know more about vetapharma i will actually put the link to vetapharma's website above the video so you can learn more about that if you have any questions for Carsten based on what he talked about today then please feel free to put, the, put them in the comments below because I'm sure Carsten will be delighted to answer any questions you have based on what he talked about today and in fact we'll get the link to the sustainability report and put that above the video as well if you'd like to learn more about the sustainability report as well so Carsten once again thank you very much for, for taking part and thank you as always for watching and uh, i wish you a fantastic end to 2022 and a great 2023 and as always stay well and stay well bye-bye thank you so much bye-bye